Hello, I'm Amber Athey, The Spectator's Washington editor, and I'm here to encourage you to subscribe to The Spectator's American edition. If you visit spectator.us forward slash subscribe, you can get our print and digital edition for just $7.99 a month. This means you get unlimited access to our amazing website and we'll send you a beautiful 80-page monthly magazine. You'll also have access to our mobile app. Subscribe now at spectator.us forward slash subscribe. You won't regret it. Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and now the Joe Biden presidency. We will be looking at how a 78-year-old president will change America and we'll be asking if normalcy, which is what he promised to bring, has returned to American politics. The answer, of course, is no. I'm joined today by Roger Stone, who is a political operative and a former advisor of President Donald J. Trump. And we're going to be talking about the very strange story surrounding Representative Matt Gates, who is a congressman from Florida. Now, Roger, I'm going to try and give my understanding of this very confusing story, and then you can probably correct me and, and tell me what you know. On Tuesday, the New York Times reported that Matt Gates was being investigated over whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and paid for her to travel with him. And this seems to be part of a bigger investigation, someone called Joel Greenberg, and the New York Times piece mentions you as well, because there's a photograph of you, Matt Gates, and Joel Greenberg. And this seems to be part of a bigger investigation. But then Matt Gates himself went on, well, he did gave several quotes to different publications. And then he went on Tucker Carlson tonight, on Tuesday night, and said he was part of a, it was an extortion, an attempt to extort him and his family and that he'd launched an investigation into the extortion attempt. Anyway, it's all got very confusing very quickly. I think you know more about this story. Could you tell us what you know? Well, first of all, um, it's great to be with you. Uh, as you know, Thank we're you in deep mourning today because Gene uh, Gordon Liddy passed away yesterday at 90, one of the original Watergate burglars who then rehabilitated himself to have a great career as a conservative commentator and radio host and a True wild man in every sense of the word. Rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Complicated guy. In any event, uh, Matt Gates is not just some congressman. Matt Gates may be the single most charismatic and I think compelling political leader to rise out of the entire uh, America First agenda. Think of Matt Gates as, uh, you know, Congressman Richard Nixon in 1947. He is the great shining hope for many in the Trump wing of the party, in the event that uh, former President Trump does not run in 2024, and therefore the dominant wing of the party needs a leader, needs a candidate. Many people look at Matt Gates as that person. Young, you say? Well, he'd be two years older than Jack Kennedy when he became president. So that criticism goes out the window. Therefore, I think a lot of this story has to do um, with payback, with animus. I mean, Matt Gates is the guy who has no fear about getting in Adam Schiff's face. 
He is the guy who calls out Eric Swalwell. Gates has been a uh, harsh critic of the Nadler, Schiff, Swalwell, Get Trump gang. So he is the Republican who Democrats love to hate. I, I think here it's important to recognize these stories were written by the New York Times. That means that they're very likely untrue. The New York Times is not a credible news organization. And this particular reporter, Mike Schmidt, is one of the chief progenitors of the Russian collusion hoax. In my upcoming book, I take Mr. Schmidt's reporting sentence by sentence, word by word, and deconstruct it to show you that he's a fraud, that he's not a reporter, he's a propagandist. I actually have an email from him in his animus kind of drips with, uh, aren't you linked to, linked to Matt Gates, who's linked to, are you an associate of? I was never a member of the Communist Party. This is insanity, what's going on. It's all guilt by association. So it becomes Gray knows Brown, who knew Smith, who knew Jones, who knew Stone. Therefore, Gray is a Stone associate. It, it, it's it's uh, the whole way that ABC News, CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, and The Washington Post have acted over the last month. So I am now linked to Matt Gates. That's fine. Matt Gates is my friend. Matt Gates is, I've known him since he was in the state legislature. People lose sight of the fact that Matt Gates' father was the president of the state Senate in Florida, which is the second most powerful job in the state. Enormous powers, far more than the lieutenant governor. Matt Gates' father is also one of the wealthiest men, if not the wealthiest man in the state of Florida, prime targets for an extortion move. Uh, so these leaks, appear to have grown out of an investigation into Joel Greenberg. Joel Greenberg is a uh, Republican who displaced the county tax assessor in Seminole County, Florida. He beat a 47-year incumbent because he found out that the tax assessor and the local county sheriff had a pretty good scam going. They would take distressed properties. Um, they would seize them for back taxes put them up for auction, and then they would buy them through a straw company that they co-owned, uh, making millions and millions of dollars. Joel Greenberg and his campaign exposed that, uh, which the Orlando Sentinel didn't particularly like. So uh, the incumbent lost, Greenberg was elected, and Greenberg has been quite controversial. The Orlando Sentinel has been pounding on him. It seems like the incumbent tax assessor Never really had any computers. He preferred long, giant ledger books and hand entries. Much tougher to find corruption when your tax records are not computerized. Yet the Orlando Sentinel criticized Greenberg for, quote unquote, buying hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of computers. That kind of absurdity. So what happened here, I think, is that the U.S. attorney for the Central Florida District, a man still smarting from the fact that he blew the Pulse nightclub case, uh, and looking for a cheap win is all over this fellow Greenberg like a cheap suit. I've been there on this. They go into every aspect of your life, your personal life, your family life, your financial life, your sex life, your business life. And um, they couldn't find much. First, they wanted to charge Mr. Greenberg with selling Florida driver's licenses out the back door of the tax assessor's office. That turned out to be untrue. Then they claimed that he sent a threatening letter to the employer of a third candidate who was uh, running in that same race for tax assessor. I'm not sure what happened to that charge. See, it's not as sensational as child sex trafficking. That grabs a definite headline. 
So ultimately today, Joel Greenberg sits in a jail uh, charged with having paid for sex with a underage girl and evidently transporting her, violating the Mann Act, a federal law that was actually designed for the boxer Jack Johnson. White America hated Jack Johnson when he was the uh, heavyweight champion of the world, and he ultimately was prosecuted for taking his wife, who was white, across a straight a state line for, as they say, immoral purposes. What I'm saying is these allegations against Gates, which I believe to be entirely false, fall out of that investigation. It would not be unreasonable to believe that Mr. Greenberg, now desperate not to, to face you know, a very long prison sentence for sex trafficking may be uh, fabricating charges against the congressman with whom he is a former associate. Uh, the point, of course, is that if, if Matt Gates had done anything wrong, he would have been indicted with Mr. Greenberg, but he was not. And all of this information remained technically secret because it was part of a formal federal investigation. And more importantly, uh, it has to do, I presume, with grand jury testimony. So uh, it's not that Matt Gates has done anything wrong. It's that Matt Gates is now subjected to completely unverified, uncorroborated accusations, but has no forum in which to refute them. And it becomes clearer and clearer that some of those involved in this investigation, recognizing that Gates was not going to be charged, decided to take this fragment of information, this accusation, and go public with it, which is extraordinarily destructive to the congressman's career, particularly since, if I may coin a phrase, Matt Gates did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about Greenberg, though, because I, I think it's fair to say you've, you've given quite a charitable, until you suggested he may, be, he may have flipped on Gates, you gave quite a charitable interpretation of, of his career so far. I mean, it's been colourful, would be a generous way of putting it. I mean, he's, he's been accused of some pretty wild things, I, again, accused. Again, the U.S. attorney making the accusations is going to be accused of a number of wild things. Yes, but even outside, even outside of, of what he's accused of, he's, there's some quite amusing uh, stories about him sort of burning down a building with a, a, a cryptocurrency business that went wrong and yeah. pretending, to be, pretending to give people speeding tickets. There's no question whatsoever, by the way, that Joel Greenberg is a, an eccentric. There's no question that um, I know him. But then I know tax assessors and county commissioners and dog wardens who are Republicans all the way across the state of Florida. Yes. So uh, the fact that I know him is not as significant as, say, those at the New York Times might try to make it. But you see, Freddie, this is clickbait. If you can work my name into any story, you will get more clicks uh, than you can possibly imagine. So ABC News, the most despicable brand of con men, fraudsters and hucksters, have been uh, very aggressive in this man seen with Roger Stone charged in January 6th insurrection. Really? That's news? That's not news. That's crap. That's ABC News for you. ABC News makes the BBC look honest, and that's difficult. So do you think, I mean, that, that, that seems to me probably true, that perhaps you know, the New York Times just put a paragraph in about you because they can then make it seem like something darker because of all the dark allegations that have been made against you in the past. They can make it seem like some sort of... Extended guilt by association is the technique. Quite. Uh, innuendo and guilt by association. 
Um, but, I think Matt Gates is getting lynched. I think he's getting lynched in the media for strictly political purposes. And um, I, I believe that when these tapes that the FBI allegedly wired his father with, so the actual extortion shakedown was recorded, uh, the congressman's uh, case is going to be bolstered very substantially. This is about presidential politics. This is about the future of the Trump movement, and Matt Gates is a target. But obviously, these fragments of allegations fell out of an investigation, and none of this would be public today if somebody hadn't attempted to extort Gates and then secondarily leaked to various media outlets the allegations without any supporting corroboration or documentation. As a political advisor, what would you say, I know he's your friend, but what, if you were sort of advising him politically, what would you say to Gates about his um, performance on Tucker Carlson on Tuesday night? Because he kind of, he seemed to be trying to make these very, very grand allegations. He obviously couldn't talk about a lot of it, but it was all very, very vague and mysterious. And then he tried to sort of suggest that uh, Tucker Carlson had also had fake allegations against him and kind of get him on board in that way. And it was a rather weird performance to my mind. I wonder what you thought of it. Uh, I think it was, um, what it was, was premature. So until you read today's stories, oddly enough, the Daily Beast, this is the, you know, you know, the expression about the blind pig and the acorn, right? So this is the first time in the history of the Daily Beast that they've actually gotten something correct. It's monumental because literally nothing they write is true. These people aren't journalists, they are con men, they're propagandists. And that's the most vile organ than say, the only thing I, the only place I can think of that's worse is perhaps the Guardian. But so now putting it in that context, I would argue that Gates was trying to properly lay the groundwork for people to understand what has transpired here. Now the headline is no longer congressman investigated for sex with underage minor to congressmen extorted over false allegation of sex with underage minors. Those are two different stories. Matt Gates understands media and how it works. The most dangerous thing he could do right now, of course, is to say nothing. Yeah. If you say nothing, citing the investigation, as you know, the average person says, oh, this guy's guilty. Uh, this was one of the great criticisms that I got when CNN was pummeling me for two years with leaks once again, is that I would immediately get out and respond. And some of my friends would say, look, you're making this a bigger story. No, actually, that's not true. If someone says something about you that is damaging and widespread, you have an obligation to respond. If you don't respond, if you're just quiet, respecting the outcome of the investigation, people will assume that you are guilty. So therefore, Gates has been very smart to get out of the gate fast with a very comprehensive and very specific defense. And he has the holy grail. Let's hear these tapes. Let's hear if they corroborate the congressman's story. I believe they will. So someone here has used a leaked partial allegation against him as a political weapon. That's what this is really all about. Well, quite a few uh, media, was Politico I saw, and, and there have been others, have saying this is, this is even our, our dear Coburn on Spectator suggested that it's a, it's a Trumpian tactic, this to, I mean, as you're suggesting, you don't just counterpunch, but if there's an accusation against you, you, you flood the zone. Is that what Gates was doing? Was he flooding the zone with further conspiracy theory 
with further dark intrigue that he couldn't really justify? Uh, I think that that would be um, uh, unduly harsh. I, I would argue that he offered very quickly a narrative that is different than the official narrative as branded by the New York Times. And therefore, he sees the initiative. Information is the holy grail here. Information is the ammunition. Um, you have two choices. Be eaten up by the machine, be ground up in the system, or get on your two feet and fight. I've been through this. But many people said for the two years that I was under uh, investigation and the one year I was under indictment, I just should have laid low and said nothing. Um, that was wrong, still wrong. Uh, you have to defend yourself when you're unfairly attacked. And Gates, I think, has been masterful about grabbing the initiative here. He's grabbed the narrative. And now the discussion is going to be about whether or not he was, in fact, extorted and whether or not and what the motivation of those who attempted to extort him was. Here's what I would say. There will never be any evidence or proof that he had sex with an underage girl or transported her. It's an allegation. In other words, it's a lie. It's a smear. Where are the photos? Where's the girl? Where's her testimony? Where's the grand jury testimony that says that? I don't think any of these things exist. Gates has said, he has said that he thinks his generosity towards a, a woman has been, could be being used against him, I think was how he put it. Uh, do you have any idea what he means by that? Well, is he single? Yes. Has he dated a lot of younger women, certainly women over 18, obviously? Has he occasionally helped them with their rent? I suspect the answer is yes. At this point, he's engaged to a very nice lady uh, who I've met several times. They seem to be very much in love. And therefore, I think his Playboy days are behind him. But, uh, you know, Jack Kennedy got around, too. Um, and I suspect Joe Kennedy probably wrote some large checks. But that doesn't mean they broke the law. This is the second time you've compared him to, to Kennedy. You see him as a sort of Ken Kennedy figure of the, of the right, perhaps. Well, charisma is still everything in the television age. We're still in the television age, or at least the video age. And Matt Gates has the look. Let's compare him with, let's say, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, the man who has a, a great record as governor, is doing a fabulous job as governor, but he's not camera friendly. He doesn't really know where to look. He doesn't look comfortable. He appears to me to be an introvert in an extrovert's business and therefore not really comfortable in his own skin. Uh, whereas Gates, a natural campaigner, uh, you know, you're drawn to him. Ron DeSantis, who, again, I think is doing a great job and probably uh, a rival in a presidential campaign if President uh, Trump does not run, is uh, a, a man who doesn't seem to be comfortable doing what he's doing, doesn't seem comfortable in his own skin seems to askew human contact, doesn't connect with the camera well, there's no particular warmth there. I still believe that charisma and stature, I don't mean height but so much as bearing presence coming to Trump as in spades, is a vital component to a political success in this age. But uh, let's go back to the initial, and again, it's not even an allegation, it's a suggestion that he's being investigated for sex with a minor. There are these strange laws in America about crossing federal lines. Could you, with, with, a, with, an, with an underage woman, and, and that that can be prosecutable, can you explain a little bit about how the law works in your understanding there? Because quite a few of our listeners are British, and indeed it confuses me. We, we have a law that was literally put on the books, uh, as I said earlier, to um, prosecute Jack Johnson, the heavyweight champion who was obviously African-American, 
would have been in the 20s. But on the other hand, if you're Elliot Spitzer, the former attorney general of New York, you can take a prostitute over six state lines from New York to Washington and you won't be prosecuted because you're a Democrat and you're a leftist. This guy should be in prison. But um, that didn't matter. And by the way, the woman in uh, statutorily doesn't even have to be underage. Just transporting a prostitute, you know, from Maryland to Delaware, let's say, would be a federal offense. If there was evidence that Gates had actually done that, presumably he would be prosecutable. The problem is there is no such evidence. This is a smear. I don't think we'll ever see any proof that this happened. I suspect that um, Mr. Greenberg and perhaps others who did commit crimes are now attempting to uh, work a better sentence, work a better deal by bearing false witness against Matt Gates. I've been there. July of 2019, the Mueller prosecutor said to me, look, Stone, not to me, but to my lawyers, your client's going to jail. A D.C. jury is going to hate him. Here is his chance. All he's got to do is admit that these 29 cell phone calls between he and Donald Trump in 2016 pertain to WikiLeaks and the Russians, and perhaps we can get him a more lenient sentence. That's the pressure they put on you. Um, that's the pressure they have probably put on the hapless Mr. Greenberg. So he might say anything. He may say that Matt Gates, uh, you know, breathes cream cheese. It doesn't matter what he says. He, he's under the squeeze of federal prosecutors to make something better up because you see, they always want the larger fish. Oh, you don't want to go to prison? Give us a larger fish. I refuse to testify falsely against the president. Uh, then they try to flip it back around on you. Oh, Howard Feynman says that you told him you maintained your silence in return for clemency, Stone. No, I never told Feynman anything of the kind, and I have his text messages proving that. Uh, but they will then come back and try to flip it on you. That's exactly what you're going to see here. Matt Gates is a victim. Matt Gates is a target. Matt Gates has done nothing wrong. And I think he will not only survive politically, but his star may rise further as those on the right recognize him as a martyr, as a man who's being attacked, not because he actually did something wrong, but because he's a rising star and the media hates his ideology. And they hate the fact that he has been unafraid to challenge charlatans like Schiff and Nadler and Swalwell and others. Do you think it might be to do with flamboyance? I mean, you're certainly a flamboyant character. I hope you don't mind me saying Joel Greenberg appears to be an extremely flamboyant character, I'd say. And Matt Gates is quite flamboyant, too. I mean, there was this interesting story about him uh, adopting a son, aged, I think he was 28, but I think he was going out with the guy's sister, uh, if that's true. I'm not sure if that's true, but that was what was reported. He's an unusual character, and I think these, because you are the three of you are unusual characters, it's possible, perhaps, for the media to, I mean, this is perhaps what you think, possible to portray your wackiness, if you like, as something a bit more sinister? Well, uh, if you've read my book, Stone's Rules, you know that my most important rule is the only thing in politics worse than being wrong is being boring. Um, <laughs> we, we are not boring. When you're boring, the voters go elsewhere. They look elsewhere for somebody who's interested, provocative, engaging. Matt Gates has been unafraid as a relatively junior congressman uh, to step into a void. The House Republicans were not defending Donald Trump. 
In fact, the House Republican leadership was leaning on junior members like Matt Gates and Jim Jordan and Lee Selden and others to pipe down and stay on the back benches and let this all blow over. But they refused because they were right. And the president was the victim of a political uh, hit job in the Russian collusion hoax. And those guys went national and made the case. They had the forum to do so. So I think it's a combination of both Gates' potential future upward mobility based on his considerable talents on television and as a communicator, and the fact that uh, he is despised as I am because of our loyalty and friendship uh, with uh, the former president. But uh, you were lucky in a way, you were unlucky to be prosecuted, but lucky to be pardoned because the president was in the White House when it happened. If Matt Gates's story is similar to yours, and it's a case of Matt Gates did nothing wrong, but yet the system is so set against him that he could be prosecuted, he won't be in such a fortunate position. Well, I learned one other, there's one other rule in my book. It says, don't answer hypothetical questions. And that, <laughs> that, that, that takes you pretty far down the line. Gates is a brawler. Gates is a fighter and he will fight this out until he clears his name. And that's how I expect it to come out, but not until we go through a long, protracted struggle. The enemy is the leak. The enemy is the presumption of the old dying media that the new media is not legitimate. In other words, the difference between the credibility of a New York Times story and say the credibility of a spectator story the New York Times can tell you there's no contest. They're actually wrong. You see, they object, for example, to the Central Florida Post, a very popular, profitable investigative journal blog based in Orlando that's covered a lot of these matters. Sorry, folks at the New York Times, their investigative reporting is just as good as yours. In fact, it's better. So they broke some major stories at that, at that site big flap in this country over a radical Muslim teacher at Rollins College who would grade students who were Christians and who argued with Sharia accordingly, an enormous scandal, which ultimately caused the teacher to be fired, caused a series of lawsuits and so on. The only reason this is important is because the New York Times just moves in with a presumption. This a news organization has made false accusations against the opponents of Joel Greenberg. You mean like the New York Times makes false allegations against President Donald Trump for four years? Sorry, Mike Schmidt in the New York Times. No one made you the arbitrator of truth. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you get to say the way things are? It doesn't really work that way anymore. So uh, uh, the rise of independent media, like the Spectator, for example, aggravates the old media because they get outworked, they get outreported. You know, they don't have the final word. A lot of the Gates story has to do with these major left of center, quote unquote, news outlets coming in for their pound of flesh. Well, since you've been so generous about The Spectator, I should probably do a bit of uh, journalistic thoroughness and ask you more specifically about this. Did you know about the alleged, what, what Matt Gates is alleging, the alleged uh, extortion attempt before this all blew up on Tuesday? No, I did not. But I had heard the rumors that Mr. Greenberg had made allegations against a number of politicians in his effort to get out of the corner that he was in. 
That didn't mean I believed any of those allegations to be credible. Now that I see the larger picture, which is clearly there were allegations made within the context of the Greenberg investigation. And it appears to me that some of those in an official capacity who had the ability to learn this information decided that there was a way to monetize it illegally by extorting gates. That appears to me to be exactly what has happened. And I think we're gonna see the facts unfold. I'm not sure, unfortunately, because all of this is based on leak, this is, could take a long time to play out. It's kind of like the Russian collusion hoax. Yes. We, didn't learn, we didn't learn until Rick Grinnell finally forced the bureaucrats to declassify the documents. There is no dispute whatsoever. Robert Mueller and Rod Rosenstein were engaged in a completely illegitimate, illegal and unconstitutional, politically motivated investigation. That's not a disputable fact. That is a fact that is indisputable. The New York Times still won't write it, but the New York Times is not a newspaper. It's a, it's a propaganda front. It is worth saying, though, that uh, David McGee, who, who Matt Gates called out in his Tucker Carlson interview as the person seemingly behind this extortion attempt, has, has denied that and has actually said, uh, release the tape. He'd be happy for the tape to be released. That is what, so he doesn't seem to be hiding from the tapes. Well, I don't know Mr. McGee, and therefore I don't want to comment on you know, the credibility of what he says, but um, if you knew the tapes were never going to come out, the first thing you would say is, let's hear the tapes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know Mr. McGee and what he knows. You know, when Richard Nixon said that, uh, that Alger Hiss was a communist spy as a young congressman and claimed that that information came from Whitaker Chambers, who was a senior editor at Time Magazine and who had been in a Communist Party cell with this, they called Nixon's bluff and they said, that's an allegation. Nixon produced microfilm that Hiss had passed on to Chambers that was uh, classified, the so-called pumpkin papers, meaning this microfilm had been hidden inside a pumpkin on the farm in Maryland where Whitaker Chambers lived. In the end, Nixon won because he had the proof. These tapes, I think, play the same role here. They're going to tell us who's telling the truth. Gates' public confidence level about what's in the tapes leads me to believe that many people do not want them to be heard. But if they are ultimately um, released, I think they will bolster the congressman's case. But earlier, unless I misunderstood, you suggested that perhaps Greenberg, in the course of being investigated, has sort of attempted to bring certainly Gates and perhaps you into this story under pressure from investigators. Is that your, that is your allegation? Well, uh, since uh, I've never partied with Greenberg, I don't think I'm in the picture here at at all. I just happen to know um, both gentlemen. Uh, But that's, again, I said that that's supposition. I'm not accusing Joel Greenberg of anything, but I suspect that a person in that position under this kind of intense, intense pressure you know, would be susceptible to tell the stories the government wants you to tell. And therefore, I think that's one element. The story leaked from somewhere. The Times doesn't tell us their source, but the story leaked from somewhere and their timing is suspicious, meaning I think the Times was well aware of the fact that Gates was going to go public one way or another. In other words, the prosecution and incarceration of Joel Greenberg was never going to end this story because of the 
illegal leaks coming out of either the Justice Department or the U.S. Attorney's Office. Well, some people have suggested, I think a few hours earlier, Axios did a story about Gates taking a job with Newsmax and perhaps getting out of politics and wondering whether there's any link between that coming out then and the New York Times story coming out just hours later. In the business, that's known as the head fake. That was the head fake story. So I think that uh, that was probably put out there to raise the question of perhaps Gates is not continuing in elective office. Perhaps he's going to move over to the media, which makes him a less attractive target, I think, politically for some on the left. I mean, I love hearing about all this dark art stuff, but who would be doing the head fake there? Oh, uh, that could have come from Gates himself. It could have come from Newsmax uh, because they got a nice headline out of it. It's not a secret that Matt Gates has considered leaving elective politics to go into the media doing opinion stuff. He'd be very good at that. He'd be a damn sight better at it than say, oh, I don't know, Joe Scarborough, who's virtually unwatchable, so seething in hate, so drowning in hate uh, that it's tough to watch the guy. I mean, it's just, you can see the veins in the side of his neck pop out. <laughs> and it's odd because, you know, Joe and Minka, they love the food and the booze poolside at Mar-a-Lago when they were Trump regulars. They ate and drank very well on Donald. Uh, it wasn't until Joe wasn't selected for vice president that they turned on their former benefactor. Uh, and the look of hatred in their eyes whenever they mention his name is an on-air intensity that's pretty extraordinary. Uh, yeah, I think Gates would be better on TV than, say, Joe Scarborough, but... I still think his greatest calling is remains in political office as the leader of a reform movement within the Republican Party, the America First movement. If your supposition is correct, and this is part of um, a sort of uh, smear job against Matt Gates because he's potentially a, a future leader of the Republican Party, are you surprised that, if you like, these attacks on Trumpist figures are continuing with such ferocity even now that Trump has gone? No, because it's not Trump they are attacking. It's the anti-globalist movement. We're still in the aftershock of their loss of the 2016 election. The American political establishment recognized that the public policy positions of Jeb Bush and Hillary Clinton were indistinguishable. They were globalists. They both loved foreign war. You know, shoot first and ask questions later. Could we start a new war tomorrow somewhere? The neocons kind of had this all figured out. It didn't matter whether Jeb Bush was elected president or Hillary Clinton, everything would remain the same. Endless foreign war, erosion of civil liberties, continuing to lay on massive debt, uh, the entry into these huge one-size-fits-all international trade deals that, do, that are really good for our trading partners, but not so good for us. So along comes Donald Trump, the most improbable candidate you can imagine, a guy who is incorrectly written off by the political establishment as a cartoon character, as a caricature. And then out of nowhere, he beats their ass. That costs a lot of people a lot of money. War is really profitable, extremely profitable. God knows we don't need a guy in the White House or a person in the White House who is going to withdraw us from all these foreign conflicts. So he challenged the status quo in a way that just infuriated them because he beat the politicians at their own game. I mean, Bill and Hillary Clinton have been through how many presidential campaigns? They're supposed to be masters of this. They got beat by an amateur from New York who spent a tenth of what they spent. How did that happen? 
So the animus is still there. The New York Times is particularly embarrassed because their whole Russian collusion hoax collapsed. They once had an entire special segment of the newspaper, most of it written by Mike Schmidt about Russian collusion. I've had a field day with this. I found 196 blatant, outright falsehoods, and that's just in the first article. <laughs> I mean, this guy Schmidt is one of the great fiction writers of all time. He's not a reporter. He's full of shit. <laughs> now he owes us an apology. Where's the Russian collusion between the Trump campaign and Russian intelligence? Mike, produce it. Mike, let's see it. It doesn't exist. This guy needs to resign, but he won't, like Rachel Maddow. They just keep lying. They just keep recycling the same discredited lie over and over and over again. That's how media works today. Roger Stone, it's been a great pleasure talking to you, and I'm uh, looking forward to reading your book. If you visit spectator.us forward slash subscribe, you can get our print and digital edition for just $7.99 a month. This means you get unlimited access to our amazing website and we'll send you a beautiful 80-page monthly magazine. You'll also have access to our mobile app. Subscribe now at spectator.us forward slash subscribe. You won't regret it.